Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Like a unicorn that is shot in the forest, it's another digital citizen. Uh, episode three hundred and thirty-four. I'm fro. I'm. I'm kind of sick. If you don't hear that in my voice, you're pretty good. Uh, hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. I was. Good. I would say how is it going, but it doesn't sound great. Uh... <laughs> <coughs> well. I was I was better yesterday. <laughs> I was better on Monday. Yeah, now I have gotten a tiny, tiny little flu. I have had two COVID tests, so it's not COVID. Right. It's just like it's well, just flu. <laughs> yeah, you were at the hospital recently, and like that, yeah. those places are just germ factories, right? So I'm guessing mm. that's probably where where the flu where it came from you know what i mean like i'm going i'm go going to guess that yes yeah percentage wise i have a feeling that's probably where it came, but you know um yeah uh yeah so how is your relationship with unicorns unicorns uh, mm -hmm. uh not great i guess i haven't really paid attention to unicorns since the movie Le legend with tom cruise in like the 80s so Oh my god, that is such an old reference. Um, the last time Unicorn was a huge thing with me was my little pony face. So, let's say early 20s. Well, I guess in like the early 2000s Unicorns, there was yeah. that Unicorn YouTube video. What was it? Charlie! Charlie! Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> yes, Charlie the Unicorn. <laughs> that was... That was yeah, I, I love the first one. I have it's a feeling so if we dark. look back it's at that, so it's incredibly offensive. But come on, they just took his kidney. <laughs> I, I, there's also like I don't know some uh, gay stereotypes in there, possibly also in those videos. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, do you know what else is a little unicorn? The last episode. It is the most uh, atrociously outdated episode we have ever made of this podcast ever. I don't. I, I listened it, back to it. It wasn't that bad. We didn't say anything like wrong. You know what I mean? Well, when you asked me, and I, I said it. I think it's forty percent likelihood that Russia will invite. Uh, uh, what that one very small question, maybe, <laughs> but everything else was like fine. And you were making a prediction; you weren't like being like this is definitely not going to happen or something like that, right? You were saying sure. So you were still giving that forty percent chance, and that's you know what happened. So, right? Yeah, um, that was definitely what happened. I don't think it, it. Well, what we're talking about, obviously, everybody knows Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. Um. Last week when we did the show, most people weren't predicting this would happen. I mean, even the United States was saying there's going to be a false flag attack is going to happen, and that's right. going to justify this, or some kind of, um, some justification is going to happen, and then we're going to see an invasion. Well, yes. I uh, One of the t strangest things I have heard this week is that they are attacking Ukraine because of the Nazis. 
that is plaguing Ukraine. That's one of well, one of the things that Vladimir Putin said in his speech. What? The literal fuck. Uh, I mean, Nazis. Uh, well, there are Nazis. I mean, in probably in every country, there are white supremacists, right? Uh, sure. There are known white supremacist groups within the Ukrainian army, believe it or not, uh, which okay. is probably what he's referencing. But like, uh, there's not a, a, a systemic white nationalist Nazi problem within the country itself. Ukraine. Right. Right. Uh, but this was that a justifi obvious they... justification for invading, uh, giving some kind of pretext, but, like, he just went, like, the Russians just went in to a sovereign country illegally, so there's no, like, real justification, um, without, you know, Ukraine st starting it, like, actually, there being some kind of firefight or something right. like that. So, right. I mean, what Russia did was, Against international law, it's uh, a war crime. It's illegal. It's just as bad as any anything that's happened in what the last fifty years, possibly. Mm. Maybe not fifty years. I mean, the invasion of Iraq. Uh, that's up there. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, what they're doing in Yemen right now. There's you know there's other atrocities, but yeah. uh, this is this is bad, and everybody. I mean, it's brought the definitely brought Europe and parts of the world together. Yeah, I would say so. And I I, I said that I was talking to my dad and I think it was yesterday and I said the only nice thing about this Ukraine thing is that everybody agrees that it's awful. <laughs> that's like that's kind of like, yeah. What really happened in Russia this week? Uh, well, Obviously, Russian troops attacked on February 24th. Uh, Putin declared Russia could not feel safe, develop, and exist because of what he claimed was a constant threat from Ukraine. I don't know if that's true. Uh, immediately, airports, military mm. headquarters were attacked, and tanks and troops rolled in from Russia and Crimea, uh, as well as its ally Belarus. Now, warplanes have bombed major cities. I mean, I think everybody knows what's going on, but uh, why is Russia doing this is the real question. I mean, like you said, they claim uh, Nazification of, of demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine. Um, right, because of the big Nazi problem uh, Russia, uh, Ukraine all of a sudden had. And their president is a Jewish man, by the way. Uh, yes, that was yes. elected by the people. So, um, if there was a big Nazi problem, they didn't do a very good research on who they elected. <laughs> Either that, or there isn't a big Nazi problem, right? Um, Could be also that they, there isn't a really big Nazi problem. Look, uh, yeah, uh, that uh, Putin has frequently accused the Ukraine of being taken over by extremists extremists ever since 2014 uh obviously that's when the whole thing with crimea happened later in mm -hmm. 2021 R russia began to deploy large numbers of troops to the border uh yeah i mean ev since then uh now what massive sanctions uh russia has been taken out of the banking si the international banking system um they've been cut off from basically everything we'll talk more about like sports 
and things like that in entertainment news, but uh, once they were removed from SWIFT, which is like the international banking exchange, uh, then they... Mm. Putin came out and, well, not threatened nuclear... Uh, he said the nuclear option was somewhat on the table, basically uh, putting it out there that they have nuclear weapons in a speech, right? Um, yeah, and the Belarusian president all of a sudden wanted to to help them? What the fuck is this? Well, like I said, that they were in the initial... They were helping in the initial, like, uh, invasion also. Uh, so, I yeah. guess the Belarus... You know, Belarus. The Belarusian president uh, is a close ally of Vladimir Putin. And was reportedly addressing a security council Tuesday while standing in front of a map. Okay. The map appeared to show troop movement plans and infrastructure targets in Ukraine, as well as targets in Moldova, a breakaway region. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, It appears to show a plan of an invasion of Moldova along with Ukraine. Some of the Russian lines of attack on the map have already taken place, while others are yet to occur, including an incursion of Moldova... uh, and a port uh, from the port city of Odessa, right? So this guy, uh, what's his name? Alexander Lukashenko, Belarusian president, may have accidentally just put on TV uh, all of uh, all of their plans. Well, not all of their plans, but a lot of their plans. <laughs> <laughs> My mom always said, stupid is as stupid as. Yeah. I, I looked at this and I was like, what the literal fuck is going on here? It looked like, it, it looked like, have you ever played Risk? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's, it's like a, the, are you yeah, talking about the map? More, more or less what it looked like. Well, yeah, yes. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I just think that <laughs> they had this map set up. Uh, with plans of what they were planning on doing, um, and they didn't remove the parts that are, like, future plans, which obviously gives away, like, possibly gives away their future plans, which, if we see them trying right. to invade Moldova next, I mean, that that's kind of a big question, is, um, is all they want, is all that Vladimir Putin wants is to invade Ukraine, or is he, is there, does he have aspirations of, like, uh, imperial dominant, like taking over right. more and more of, of Europe, and I think that's right. Kind of what we're seeing here, if this is if this is true, what we're seeing in this map. He, he wants he, he wants to go back to old Russia, <laughs> uh, create the USSR again. Uh, yeah, I mean to a degree, right? Uh, it seems yeah. like um, it, this whole. Th- I mean, I feel like he. The, this whole thing, uh, the Russian people don't want it, you know, they're protesting it, uh, at least most of the Russian people don't want war, um, a lot of even the politicians in Russia don't were against this invasion, it seems, I mean, I'm seeing talks a lot about right. whether Vladimir Putin is, uh, has totally just lost it, right, whether he, uh, mm whether he's totally gone off the deep end and is not mentally, uh, people are saying he's mentally lost it, if that makes sense. And that like, right. He, uh, we're not, 
we're not dealing with a sane individual, uh, which would make a lot more like. I don't see why they they would do this. Like it clearly is does not benefit Russia at all to like to overtake Ukraine. Uh, yeah, no. Especially monetarily or anything like that. Um, what does Ukraine have that they want really, other than just land? Oil. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oil and gas. Well, the pipe. One of the there's... richest con- countries in in the world, or in Europe. Sorry. Ukraine? When it, yes, when it comes to <clears throat> when it comes to the gas line, uh, gas, uh, natural gas, and well, there's and a gas line there. that goes through Ukraine there's so from many Russia. Places, but I don't, I don't know anything about gas right. in Ukraine. What I'm to understand is Ukraine's rich for soil, like they have some of the best black soil, which is, like, really good for growing crops or whatever, but I've never heard anybody talk about... I mean, I've heard people talk about the oil oh. lines that go... the natural gas lines that go through Ukraine, which are, like, that. that's definitely part of all of this, is, like, uh, the U.S. now and other and our allies get to sell, you know, uh, a lot of different minerals and things that Russia has been selling, but at the same time, that's going to hurt all these other countries because, well, gas prices are going to go up, uh, commodities are going to go up. Uh, it seems like you guys in Norway are going to do all right because you have tons of gas and you're just going to end yep. up selling it to all these places that were buying it from Russia, yep. right? Yep. Uh, I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's it's pretty obvious that. Uh, the Norwegian government uh, is benefiting of this, but uh, they are they are actively outpouring their support for Ukraine. So, but uh, it's not only us. All from Berlin to Sydney, there has been this global outpouring, like we said, for Ukraine, and that is maybe one of the most amazing things I've seen this week. Is is how how people have been uh, uh, staying strong for Ukraine. Uh, From Brussels to London, protesters called on Vladimir Putin to halt the offensive against Ukraine. Outside the buildings of Russian permanent missions in the EU in Brussels, large crowds gathered Saturday afternoon, holding up slogans such as Russian warships, go fuck yourself. Uh, I'm a Russian, I stand with Ukraine. Uh, Adolf Putin... Uh, and the sound was filled with cars uh, honking their horns in support of the protesters shouting, Stop Putin. Uh, similar scenes took place all across Europe, including London, Munich, Geneva, Edinburgh, Dublin, Paris. Uh, in London, eggs were thrown at the Russian embassy, according to the Independent. Yeah, so there, I mean, and then we have some pictures all, from around the world. Um of all the protests happening. I mean, there were protests in... I I didn't read anything about Norway, but I assume there was protests everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was big protests in Norway as well, of course. Uh, Some of the, I don't know, hypocrisy I've seen people talking about, um, specifically on the left, is there's kind of a double standard, racist double standard when it comes to, like, refugees... And Ukraine mm-hmm. and like other countries like Syria, uh, the refugees from how people treat res- refugees from you know those like a 
Syria as opposed to Ukraine, which is like predominantly all white people, and then uh, Syria is predominantly uh, brown or black people, right? Uh, the difference in like acceptance of bringing in refugees from those countries has, in certain places is definitely hugely hypocritical. I don't know if you've heard mm. anything about that. No, I haven't. Well, I mean, as well as the coverage of this whole thing is like... Uh, you see what's happening, what's happened in Syria in the past and how it's been treated, like how people don't want to accept in refugees from that country, right? Um, right. But when it comes to Ukraine, everybody's like, yeah, totally, let them in, come on in, come on in, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, no problem. Yeah. Uh, when you see refugees from Yemen or like how the media portrays the war in Yemen, like it's one thing, but then you see it in Ukraine and it's portrayed as something totally different, right? Um mm. And a lot of people are pointing out, like, well, maybe it's because this is a predominantly white country as opposed to it being uh, a non-predominantly white country. And those two things, like, there's a definitely a weird double standard happening in the media and, you know, from from nations. I mean, mm, yeah, I, I don't know what, I don't know if you've read up or seen anything about that, but it's definitely something I've noticed in the last few days. Oh, definitely, but... Uh... One of the most funny things I have seen this week is also how how, how the coverage has been. And, um, yeah, CNN did a little oopsie. Yeah, this was um, from the first day of the um, bombings. So you're going to hear, like, the, uh, what do they call it, air raid siren in the background of this uh, live CNN coverage. Um and then they cut to commercial. Uh, I don't know. Did you see this video yet, or no? Yep. Yep. Okay. And it it is one of the most disgusting and also funny thing I have ever seen in my life. And of course, life. it was CNN. Of like. Of course, it was. They've definitely had a bad couple months over there at CNN. It seems like they don't know yes. what they're doing at all. Um. <laughs> it's almost like they're 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 lunatics over there. Right. Okay. So this is only like thirty seconds long. Give me a countdown whenever you're ready. In three, two, one, play. What is the air raid Everybody? siren? Mm hmm. This morning, this is direct from Kiev. And then. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. So oh, this is so awful. And they still have like the live image in the in the bottom left, like in the bottom, yeah. So they're still showing like the live footage of like a war war zone, mm -hmm. and then they're over the well, top, over like, the top of the Applebee's gonna be American. Yeah, come have some boneless <laughs> chicken wings. Are you stuck uh, in a war torn country and can't get out because all the trains have shut down? Don't worry, get some chicken wings. <laughs> All for one dollar. <laughs> all right. Pew pew pew. Not for long. It's uh, like all that stuff is gonna go. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's how we're gonna feel it in America. Is a lot of commodity prices are gonna go up. Groceries are gonna go up. Gas is gonna go up. All that stuff. Um. But don't worry. We will sell it to you for how double the price. Last night, Biden did his State of the Union. I don't State know if you saw you know? any of that. Oh my gosh! Yes. Uh, and he one accidentally most... called Ukraine Iran at one point. Oops. Mm -hmm. That was funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty bland. I don't know. I didn't... I watched most of it, but it was like... 
so boring sure. and like what's a good word for it yeah bland like he didn't really say anything yeah. it was a lot of politician speak you know what i mean Sch schumer uh applauded at the wrong place that was fun so did pelosi there was one point where nancy mm -hmm. pelosi stood up behind him with her hands like together in like fists and she stood up like she was about to clap and then she just had her hands and she like knocked her fists together and then sat back down because she was like, oops, I stood up at the wrong time. <laughs> it was like yeah. they, they had, like, choreographed times when they were supposed to stand up yeah. and they didn't, they forgot. I mean, it's, you know, the whole standing up and sitting down and clapping thing, to me, always looked silly and fake. It's like, uh, it's almost like there's a, a applause now sign from, like, a talk show yeah. or something in there. Yeah. <laughs> now, do it. Uh, we have talked about uh, COVID-19 or uh, originating from a laboratory, but a new report suggests that it could be from the market. Uh, a live animal market in Wuhan, not a laboratory, seems to be the original source of COVID-19 pandemic, according to two new studies. Researchers analyzed a string of data that concluded the COVID-19 was present in animals sold at this Hunane Seafood Wholesale Market in late 2019. Uh, Hold on. Seafood? Yeah, well, I mean, it's probably, a, you yeah. know, all kinds of food, though, but I would assume. Yeah. Uh, well, last time I checked, the bats can't... I bet you anything now that you say that, if we looked it up, there's some swimming bat that's like the, oh my gosh, the aquatic yes. bat or something. Flying um, fish. Right. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, this is from Michael War Warby. When you look at all the evidence together, it's an extraordinarily clear picture that the pandemic started in the Hunan market. Uh, he told the New York Times, Reachers found no evidence that backed the theory that it leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Um, he added, it's no longer something that makes sense to imagine that it started that way. Uh, researchers found that the virus most likely transferred to people working or shopping in the market. Um, mm. Many of the first cases were linked to a section of the market where raccoon dogs were caged, providing evidence of live animal market origin. Okay. So they're uh. raccoon dogs? I'm not sure. I, I don't know if that's a type of dog or if, whether that means dogs that chase raccoons. I don't know. But it's no not clue. a bat either. They're suggesting it started in the raccoon dog area of the market yeah so do you think it uh, started in the market what do you think what do you think is the most plausible explanation right now i mean we have, i don't think we're ever gonna really know but uh this is the most recent reports uh, and we've seen reports in the past that uh suggest the exact opposite so i guess it just depends mm. on who you trust <laughs> I don't know, like, there's conflicting <laughs> yes. reports right now, so yeah. I don't know, I don't yeah. know what to say, um, I, I think it could have been either at this point, I, I um, I'm going 50-50 right now, um, yeah, but I, I don't, yeah, I, I'm I, also not a biologist, so, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I thought you were a biologist. Have you ever almost died and said, oh, I had my life flash be before my eyes? I mean, that's just like a... 
It's like a, a saying. A saying. Like, even if... Not like you almost die. Like, just something silly happens that, like... Uh, somebody swings a door and it goes really close to your face, but does it hit you? Mm. You might say, oh, my life flashed before my eyes. Like a... You know, it's just almost a saying at this point, right? Yeah. Well, they scanned a dying human brain, and it actually is a thing. Well, scientific uh, data suggests uh, that it could be a thing. Uh, new data from a scientific accident has suggested the life your life may flash before your eyes uh, before we die. A team of scientists set out to measure the brain waves of an 87-year-old pa patient with epilepsy. But during a neurological recording, uh, he suffered a fatal heart attack, um, and it revealed that in the 30 seconds before and after the man's brainwaves followed the same patterns as dreaming and recalling memories. Brain activity mm. of this sort could suggest that the final recall of life may occur in the person's last moments, the team wrote in a published study in Frontiers Aging Neuroscience on Tuesday. Um, they told BBC, this is actually totally by chance we did not plan to do this experiment or record these signals <laughs> wow talk about <laughs> talk about un unlucky or lucky depending uh, who you are well, yeah well depending on who you are in this situation if you're the 87 <laughs> yes. year old guy unlucky if you're the scientist lucky but also not lucky because you had to like see a man die mm -hmm. so i mean but they are doctors i suppose they probably see that like a lot um i'm going to guess yes but it had to have been, like, a really bittersweet moment to be like, oh, my God, we may just have gotten a Nobel Prize, but at the same time, mm -hmm. I feel really bad because there's a dead guy in the other room. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but, I, I mean... I hope w if they'd win the Nobel Prize, they go, like, oh, we want to thank Ernie that also was killed in this experiment. I would assume they would have to, right? I mean... Yeah. This... That's the most interesting... I mean, obviously it's really interesting to, to see that there's some science behind the concept of, that, you know, we've been spouting our whole lives of, like, this idea of your life flashing before your eyes, which, mm -hmm. like, you say it, but you never really think, oh, is that true, right? Um, but right. the way it happened, the fact that it was all, like, an accident and they just happened to be scanning his brain because he had epilepsy while he had a heart attack... Um, yeah, it's just a really weird coincidence that it all fell in place, right? Yep. I'm, I would assume, like, there's laws against doing this without uh, it being an accident, so. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, we have this five-minute rules for, 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 for Tron. He used nine of those five minutes this week. Uh, talking about the war, uh, but uh, we are going to allow it because we're nice, and we also agree uh, uh, we need to stop the endless war. Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. 1989, my mother wake me up in the middle of the night to tell me the wall is coming down. They're tearing down the wall. Yeah, that was the Berlin Wall. The Berlin Wall defined my childhood to American movies, to people who, most European friends, to refugees in Norway. Yeah, one time there were German refugees in Norway from the time the eastern part was called 
Deutsche Demokratische Republik, DDR. Most people who grew up now, they don't remember that. We thought that there is going to be a new area of peace, the end of history, democracy and liberalism and so on. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. The conservative bullshit or fascism is again over us. Yeah, Russia is now in war with Ukraine. They have invaded invaded Ukraine with no reason whatsoever. A lot of people would say like, oh, if we only said that Ukraine should not be a part of a member of NATO, this would be fixed. But it isn't. They went to war with Georgia in 2008. They take part of Crimea already. So, no people saying like, we should be, be, it's because of us, it's NATO, it's the West, it's capitalism's fall. Well, let me say it about this, this. Sometimes one wrong doesn't do another wrong right. I know the United States and the West have done a lot of shit. Well, the colonism, imperialism, threatening the system on other states, using all kinds of bullshit to bomb, bombing Iraq and bomb Afghanistan and so on. I totally agree with you. When Iraq, the United States went to war with Iraq in the early 2000, I was marching against those war politics. Same as Afghanistan. Now I have to rally with the United States because we have a war in Ukraine. Russia is invading a sovereign country. They're telling a sovereign country in Europe what to do. You can say a lot about Putin, but he doesn't like democracy. You see how Russia is run, how gay people are treated, how human rights activists are treated, how journalists and critical questions against Putin are treated. This is not a democracy. It's a Belarus. The opposition won the election, but Putin took good, good fix on that and made that his dictator in white Belarus still is in power. Now Belarus also is in war with Ukraine. He wants the Soviet Union back. He wants to be no democracies in that part of the world. He wants to be the ruler of the part. Well, this is a, this is a this is a case of bullshit we haven't had in Europe since 1945. Before, in the time when another country just took other countries beside them in Europe, it was over. But it isn't. This is not funny, and it's horrible to the people who are suffering. I will not cheer people up to make more wars. But also, there's a lot of things happened during this war that I think is interesting. The Russian people doesn't like it either. No people in Europe want war back. We have a history with it. Our history is so fucking horrible that you can't even imagine. If you have been to historical lesson and read the books about the war, I see documentaries other than just about how Hitler again went to power. If you can see how war had been the norm on the continent of Europe. Everyone that's in Europe can have some relation or friends or family back on who've been to war, been damaged by war, or killed 
for no reason whatsoever. ever. This continent had been constantly in war. Since 1945, we have peace. There are a lot of reasons for that. NATO is one, European Union is other. But also because people are fucking tired of this bullshit. Now this bullshit is back in a very hard form. And it can get worse. So I know there's a lot of things should have been done and not be done. But it's also very hard to sit here and pass judgment on people 25 years ago or maybe they think wrong. When you, because it's always easy to see, read the history books that, yeah, you should have done that. But you were not in a situation where you had to make the choice. A lot of people think this is Putin is having a right to do so. That is, his, his claim is good, that we should respect him. Well, I say no. What we should respect is the countries in Europe's right to choose their own path, to choose where they want to go. Belarus want to orientate themselves west. Ukraine want the same. Georgia the same. Most of those countries want to do that, except Russia. Well, I'm going to take a poll, talk about a talking point now. A lot of American use. They always said that Russia saved us from fascism. They saved us during the Second World War. Maybe and maybe fucking not. Because a lot of the used to use the European countries were under Soviet rule up to 1989. When Poland and Hungary tried to free themselves from communism in the 50s, Russian puts troops in there. When Czechoslovakia, former Republic of Czechoslovakia, tried to get free in 1968 and get towards democracy, Russia took troops in there. That is the law. That's how they rule the system. This is the rest of the old world. The old world of bitter old men. Bitter old people. Bitter old imperialist bullshit. You find them in the United States. You find them in Russia, Hungary, Poland, Britain, and Brazil. This should be a wake-up call for all the young people I told through this podcast time and time again to step up, to do something, to vote, to engage in politics. Because if you're not doing it now, this bullshit will go on and on and on. Bernie Sanders will die one day. All you fucking heroes who are old and stood for the right thing for ages will die. It's up to you now. We cannot afford another fucking war in Europe and we cannot have another war anywhere else. This must fucking stop. I'm 46 now, and I fucking be on the front row of so much bullshit happening to this world. A bullshit war on terror, the horrible war in Yugoslavia, the horrible war in Afghanistan and Iraq. I hope I can get older and have to be on the front row of more war, conflicts and terror and so on. I want to be in the front row when I see young people step up, step up and make peace, unite, stop this nationalist bullshit, 
stem up for climate change do things is better because this cannot go on over 120,000 refugees while I'm speak making this segment 120,000 people refugees are in Poland this is only the fucking beginning people this is only the beginning and it must fucking stop and to the end of this program segment I would say Russian are people I will not if you respect peace and dignity don't trash the Russian people this is about Putin and his fucking army if there live Russians nearby don't discriminate them we must build a new world and we must build a new world now because we can't fucking wait well this was Tron with Tron tells the truth this time I was very long but I'm gonna be back and having a longer next time if things don't stop. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you as uh, always, Tron. Oh, was, uh, do you know? Uh, you know it's a long, a long talk because you can't play it directly from Skype. I had to download the file this week. Oh, I don't know if that's length or if that's just the type of file it was this week. I don't, I don't know what that was all about. Uh-oh. I noticed that too, though. Maybe it's Skype. Maybe they changed the way they do their upload stuff. That, that's another possibility. You know, they're yeah. always doing weird, crappy things. So, oh, Skype has has become such a shit, 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 shit place. I'm so happy that we don't use it anymore for recording. Uh, as you robot out when you said that, that's so ironic. Yes. But sure, um, <laughs> uh, the most ironic robot. TV? Are we talking about TV? Is that where we're at? Oh yeah, T- TV. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Luke has to carry, carry me this week. Um, yeah, let's start with From. Uh, I didn't talk about it last week. I'm going to talk about it this week. I don't know if you saw it or not. No, I didn't. So, this is my favorite TV show of the year so far. Um, very horror, very kind of... Uh, I've seen a lot of people like saying it it reminds me them of lost and i kind of i kind of both disagree and agree i i i think it's it's one of the best like uh uh horror shows that uh, comes from like a, a a normal presenter this is from epics and it is about this uh town uh where it's a little like Hotel California. You can come in, but you can never leave. Um, and there are monsters in the forests. Okay. And we kind of have to find out why why people are there and the history of the town and things like that. I I dig it. It is it is like I said, maybe one of my favorite shows the. Uh, this year actually so I'm going to give it a nine and a half out of ten uh, yeah I this is my kind of show I can understand that people does, don't especially like it but I do huh okay I haven't heard anything bad about it necessarily but uh, there isn't a lot of talk about it either uh, the Kanye documentary did you see any of this yeah. no uh, I just watched the first episode. I mean, it, interesting because it's a lot of found, not found footage, but original footage from the person who was documenting, documenting 
uh, Kanye's like rise. Like so, he had a guy following him around with a camera way before he was ever really famous, and this guy then went and made this documentary. It's just really strange timing, considering everything that's going on with Kanye, because mm. most of it is very positive, like, oh, uh, look how he had to struggle to make it, and, like, um, all the things he did to, like, uh, overcome being a, just a, a producer to becoming an actual rapper, like, uh, and how people always looked at him as a producer, even when, even after he, like, had released his first album... Um, mm. but then, like, everything that's going on with him and how he's being right now, you kind of feel like, I just, you're like, are we praising this guy right now? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it feels like the wrong time to be praising him when he's doing mm. all these terrible things to his uh, ex-wife and, and kids and everything else. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I only saw the first episode. Every, every the episodes are like an hour, hour and a half long each, so it's like a full on mm. movie basically. But uh, mm. the only really really interesting part about it is the like original footage. Everything else is like if you followed his career, you probably already know the information. So uh, mm. overall, I'd probably give it a uh, I'll give it a five point five. Okay, Vikings Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, uh, this is a uh, uh, hundred years after the original, so no, none of the original cast is with uh, with us anymore. Right. Um, I, I liked the original The Vikings. I, I thought it was okay. It's not one of my favorite shows, but it's definitely not a bad show either. Um, this, on the other hand, I think I liked it a little better than the original, funny enough. Uh, but it's very periodically, and I think maybe it's... <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> uh, it's definitely a little more Norwegian-centered, because it's uh, about, like, life... Uh, uh, Haldarsson and Harald Hårfagre and uh, everybody. Like, I, I know this story from 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 Norwegian history so it's sure. more more interesting for me as well but the other one wasn't uh but yeah no it's it's good it's just um maybe a tiny bit too uh game of thrones filmed in a way well, I said, uh, it wasn't yeah. even as well done as Game of Thrones, like, cinem- cinematically. It feels very, right. I don't know, CW kind of film filming to it. Uh, mm. I don't know, it's just boring. <laughs> that was my... Mm. It's just... The dialogue is very uh, drawn out and not very entertaining. Like, it's a lot of just, like, discussing this and... Oh, well, how do you feel about this person? And how do you feel about that person? A very soap mm. opera dialogue kind of feeling which I guess, you know, Game of Thrones is basically just a big soap opera also so, um that's true. the acting is mid-middle of the road, not great, not terrible uh, I don't I just, I was bored by it so I'm gonna give it a 4 oh, I give it a 6 yeah, it just bored me to death I wanted to turn it off like halfway through the first episode <laughs> uh, did you like the original Vikings? I pretty much felt the same. That came out, yeah. like, a long time ago, though, right? It came out, like... 
2015, maybe? 16? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Some, Somewhere some, in there. Some, some um, so I, it's, I don't remember it ex how much I, I... I never really watched a lot of it, but I remember watching part of it right. and not, not being a huge fan. People were really into that when it came out. This didn't seem to have it's as okay. much of like... A, well, I'm, I'm just saying people were talking about it when, it, when the original mm -hmm. Vikings came out. This one I don't hear a lot of people talking about. Um... Something else that I wanted to turn off halfway through the first episode was the Fame game on Netflix. Oh, holy fuck. Me too. Yeah, this was also soap opera, but this was... Uh, this was... Indian? Shit. I want to yes. say it's Indian, but I could be wrong. It could be like Pakistan no, or something. No, it is 110% Indian. Okay. Uh, you don't remember the random dance number in the beginning of episode one? Well, I mean, it could have been Pakistani or something else, but yeah, you're right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just punched your microphone. Um, Sorry. <coughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, about a woman who's famous, and she's got famous friends, but then she's also got not famous friends, or family members also, right? And it's mm -hmm. just like a drama about her family getting... Uh, getting along when she's like super duper famous and then in the first episode there was some guy in a wheelchair that looked like a stalker and i never got to where that was going <laughs> that storyline i never never materialized in the episodes that i watched so i'm not sure where it goes no. from there <laughs> no clue uh what do you but think I, I find i i also find that kind of funny because that was the most interesting thing about all things right i was I like, like oh man he took off the glasses and yeah. stood up and i was like oh whoa <laughs> this is gonna get interesting and then it never never no. got it because that was in the first like 20 minutes of the show maybe 20 minutes yeah while you're still meeting characters and stuff and then That's... yeah <laughs> yeah no but uh, yeah, no, this is a terrible, terrible show. I recommended this to you. Well, I didn't recommend it to you. I said you should have, you should watch this. Was what I said. Uh, but uh, that's mostly because it's one of the worst shows I've seen in quite a quite a while. To be honest, it's uh, it's one of my least favorite shows of the year. Uh, I give it a three, two and a half. Uh, yeah, I think a three is probably about right. I'm sure there's somebody yeah. out there that would like it that likes like the soap opera type shows. So it's just definitely not for me. Uh, uh is it me? Yeah. Uh, then I watched Super Pumped: The Battle for Uber. Uh, this is about the true story of of Travis uh, Kalanick. Uh, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, oh, I did hear about this. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You he you heard about this because I told you about it. Well, yeah, but I didn't... You told me the name, but I didn't remember that, that it was the jo jo uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, new show. Right. Ah, okay. Yeah, but he's amazing in, in this. Uh, Kyle Chandler is very Kyle Chandler. Why can't Kyle Chandler play anything but Kyle Chandler in every TV show? I well, see. Some I mean, actors are just, very... they're stuck in that, you know, that one role, and that's what everybody yeah. cast them for. Sometimes it's that, and then sometimes they don't have any other acting skills. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, um, did I like this? Yeah. It was interesting enough. I, I, 
I'm definitely going to watch the second episode, but uh, it's not like I I can't wait to see the second episode. It's on Showtime. I I recommend people watching it. But uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice. But uh, I uh, I I would give it a five point five. I think just around the middle. Okay, I saw Adam eats the eighties on uh, the History Channel. Uh huh. You see this? Yep. Uh, with Adam Richman? Yes, Adam Richman. Yes. I almost said Adam Savage, but I knew that was wrong. So, <laughs> uh, from what that old show, Man vs. Food. He was like the original mm -hmm. Man vs. Food. I think they did like a new version that has a different guy in it. Uh, oh. I haven't seen the new one. I don't think anybody did. I think that's the issue. Um, mm. I, I feel like uh, that show, Man vs. Food, was popular for a few seasons and then like kind of fell off because it's like the same thing repeated well, over and over again. it was the same thing over and over again, yes. Right. And like he... It seemed like uh, when he started to get famous, his attitude towards the whole thing changed also. I've also... I don't know. I've yes. heard... The weird things about that guy, but um, this show is oh, he just goes to like a one restaurant, like a specific chain restaurant or something, and they make a a dish that was only served in the 1980s at, at like that specific. So in the one episode, they go to Domino's and then they create a breakfast pizza. Which is like something that Domino's tried to break into the breakfast market in the 80s. And then they, obviously that doesn't work for pizza places. Like, how many pizza places have mm -hmm. breakfast pizza? Which is funny because when I was in middle school, uh, we had breakfast pizza at my school. And I remember loving really? breakfast pizza. Yeah, like breakfast sausage mm. on a pizza. Very, really good. Um, mm. Yeah, I remember being, every time I would come into school and it would be like breakfast pizza day, I'd be like super pumped, you know? Uh... <laughs> I don't. I do. Okay. I totally remember that being like, "Oh man, it's breakfast pizza day!" and being like super psyched and running to the lunchroom to get some breakfast pizza. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this show. It, it's you know it. It's like it's a. Not it, good. It's it's a nostalgia uh, show, right? It's trying to pull on this nostalgia, but like. Uh. It's the most niche nostalgia ever. Like, you have to be a huge fan of the specific brand of food item that they're talking about in that episode, right? Yeah, yeah. I can see it being good to, like, put on in the background when you're doing stuff and it just being on and not paying attention to it. But overall, this show is... Uh, it's a lot of, like, uh, stock footage of... Uh, uh, Stock footage and him telling a story about a company. So that that's not really interesting to me. I don't know. What do you think about it? No, I I did like this. I I I I doubt I I can. I I had so much trouble getting through this. Just boring. And like you said, it's very niche, and I think it's very niche for a reason. I think it's very niche because it's not good. Just like yeah, I didn't understand this. I think it goes into the same thing that we saw with Super Bowl ads and and the Super Bowl halftime show, selling everything to like uh, late Gen X, early millennial 
millennials and like all of the advertising and everything being focused on that group of people i mean this is Mm -hmm. that's what the show is focused on is like gen x late gen x people who grew up in the 80s and want to like relive some of their childhood memories of like the things that don't exist anymore you know so Mm. that's clearly what the market that they're trying to pull from um and then just people who leave their tv on (laughs) yes yeah I give this a three and a half. Uh, uh, I give it a. Yeah, you're probably right. Three and a half. I was gonna say four, but I gave Vikings Valhalla four, and it's definitely more, the production value is way higher on that. So. Uh, what else did I? Oh, yes. You, Luke, you know when you sometimes are getting told by. Other people that you should watch a show and you never watch it. Have you had that happening to you? Hint, hint. Me, I say it a lot that you should watch TV shows and you never do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I tell you to watch things and you don't watch them also, so it's not. <laughs> it's not unusual. It's, no, it's not unusual. But I, I, I got recommended uh, a TV show called Wentworth like many, many, many years ago. Uh, it's an Australian uh, show about this uh, women prison. Uh, okay. And it's so good. I really, really, really like it. It reminds me of uh, House. Uh, and also it reminds me of... Uh, 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 yeah, uh, it reminds me of many, like, tough, like, brutal... The Shield, it reminds me of. Uh, and it's nine seasons. Mm-hmm. So I started I started season one, and I love it. I really, really loved it. I recommend it for everybody that likes, like, prison TV shows. A perfect blend of, like, drama and, and like, hardcore criminal things happening. Uh, give it an 8. Yeah. Very, very good. Okay. Uh, I guess the last thing I saw was Last One Laughing Canada came out this week. What was this? What was what? Yeah, what was this show? Well, it's Is a spin-off a has... of a show that has... I think there's an Australian version. There, there have been a few Last One Laughings. This is just the Canadian version of that show. Yeah. Okay. Because this is... I, I, I watched this and I was like, have I seen this before? I felt it very much like something I've watched before. Let's see. There's a Last One Laughing Australia. Last mm-hmm. One Laughing Germany. Last One Laughing... Uh, is this American, maybe? Last One Laughing Brazil. Last One mm. last Laughing Spain. Uh, last One Laughing... Chichi Raya Fior. I'm not sure what country that's mm. from, because I don't speak that language. Uh, no, this... I guess there isn't an American version yet. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there's one soon, but... Uh, this, I like the cast in this. What did you think about the cast in this, before I describe what the it's cast about? Is f- it's good. The cast is extremely good. Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, got Tom Green, Carolina Ray, Colin Mockery is in it. Uh, Dave Foley, mm-hmm. uh, May Martin. Uh, those are probably the most famous. Uh, John Lejean, 
John Lejeau? Is that how it? He's like a Sean Sean Lejeau. Yeah. He's famous for things that you. I think he's in like a cartoon, isn't he? He's like the voice in a cartoon. I want to say, that's like. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's in something else, but. Uh, he definitely has like that a voice that I've heard a hundred times in different things. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, he's a U- he's YouTube. He did YouTube for a while. Maybe that's where I've heard him. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, the concept of the show is interesting, at least. So they put a bunch of comedians mm-hmm. in a house, very kind of Big Brother esque, putting them in a house to live for six hours, and nobody can laugh, and then. Uh, and the goal is to be the last one who didn't laugh. Uh, and <gasps> I know why I've I've uh, I all of a sudden got this like a deja vu feeling. It, it is the same that they did for Funhouse. Funhouse did this idea some years ago. Is John Lejeau Funhouse possibly? Because I just said he, I just read that he was in. He gained mostly from his YouTube channel posting comedic songs and skits. It doesn't say what YouTube mm. channel it was, though. So maybe look that up. Uh. Um, but the concept of the show which I, I was, uh, is that they uh, they have to try to make each other laugh. Uh, and then they also have tasks that are set up to make them laugh. Um, mm-hmm. I really like this show. It's easy watch. Uh, it's funny. Maybe I'm a sucker for it because it had Tom Green in it, and he's like one of the funniest people ever. Uh, yeah, uh, overall, I'd probably give this a eight. Yeah, I'd give it an eight as well. It is so funny, extremely, extremely funny. Last laugh uh, on on Funhouse. It's called. Okay, last laugh. So let's look up Jean Lejeau and see if he was from. Let's look up his YouTube career, maybe. Early life, career... Oh, he was in The League on FX. I remember that. Ah, that Um, was good. I don't know. It doesn't say anything in here about his YouTube career. Huh, I wonder if he was involved in that or not. Interesting. But yeah, anyway. Uh, Yeah, really good show. I recommend it as well. It is the uh, 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 next to last show that I watched as well because I saw one show more than we you this week and it's a uh, uh, criminal that you missed it <laughs> because it's about criminal justice. Yeah, look, look will not not like this, so I don't recommend it to him. It's called Juvenile Justice on uh, Netflix. Uh, this is a Korean crime show. Uh, do you like trial shows? Yes, you do? Well, then you can watch this. Uh, if you don't like trial shows, <laughs> you will not like it. <coughs> uh, but this, this, I think one of the most interesting thing about this is this uh, uh, murder case where uh, there is this underage uh, killer that gives absolutely no sense at all. And it, and it's like she the judge has to kind of like find out what has really happened and things like that. I watched two episodes. I'm not out. Uh, I'm going to continue watching this. Uh, this is uh, a kind of TV show I like, but I give it six and a half. 
Alright, and then we saw How I Met Your Father, Episode 7. Uh, mm -hmm. This is called uh, Rivka Rebel. Right. Uh, Valentina helps Sophie with an unexpected career opportunity. Jeff, Jesse and Sid struggle with procrastination, and Charlie seeks out a nasty Yelp reviewer. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the guys uh, was the most funny story. Right, they're uh, what they're teaming up to uh, get work done, right? Yeah, and uh, instead of that, start watching YouTube, something I can <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I've done that once or twice. Right, um, or yeah, doing just random stuff, and then what they get locked out of their apartment at one point, uh, mm -hmm. which was kind of ridiculous. I this. This episode felt a little crammed. It felt a little like um, there was too much going on in this episode, maybe. Uh, I don't know if we necessarily needed the uh, roommate story between the boyfriend and what, what's her name? The sister, whatever her name is. Right, um, yeah. It didn't feel like that added anything to this episode and kind of like made everything feel rushed. Uh, the other... Uh, story we had was the main character uh she's doing a job for this lady uh fo photographing a bar mitzvah uh bat mitzvah right uh and she mm -hmm. is having a problem with this young girl and then some drugs are involved and the, the whole that whole story was not really that interesting to me either yeah I don't know. yeah yeah no i i, I agree um so really the only good interesting storyline was the two guys um and that was all just kind of goofy so yeah uh not the best episode not the the worst i would give it maybe a seven uh i'd probably give it a f a 5.5 okay no i didn't think this was great yeah i laughed i think the pitching thing was very very funny yeah, but, you know, one out of three storylines was good, so. Uh, okay, we have a lot of Russia news uh, that we have put down in the TV news because, uh, well, uh, YouTuber has blocked uh, RT and other uh, Russia state media. Uh, following Meta or Facebook, uh, YouTube is joining in banning state-funded Russian media organizations from running ads or profiting off of its platform. Uh, the company suspended RT and, and other Russian accounts on Saturday. Uh, the YouTube spokesman confirmed to Insider the removal comes in response to the full-scale attack on the Ukraine on Thursday. Right. So, um, yeah. Some people were kind of like, well, how are we going to hear their side of the story then, right? If you're going to ban, like, their mm -hmm. their media in, in America, right? So, I don't know if that... I don't know if it's good or bad. Like, there's a lot of silly things that are happening when it comes to this. Like, all these bars that are saying they're going to stop serving Russian vodka in response to... Right, yeah. It's like, you're not really doing anything, guy. Right? 
Well, uh, there are some artists that have cancelled their Russian shows. Uh, Green Day, Louis Tamilson, Youngblood, uh, RJR, Health, never heard of them in my entire life. Uh, the Killers, Iggy Pop, Franz Ferdinand, uh, Bring Me the Horizon, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Yeah. Iggy Pop is so, still alive, everybody, by the way. <laughs> is it okay that I thought he was dead? I didn't know if he was dead or not, but I've, I haven't seen him in a while, and he wasn't looking great when he was young, let's right. be honest. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> I... I I thought he was dead, to be 110% honest, yeah. Uh, another person who cancelled <laughs> their shows is Louis C.K., who is, uh, you know, cancelled for being a... for diddling himself in front of people. Um, mm -hmm. He apparently was going to do some shows in the Ukraine and Russia, which I guess that's what you do when you can't do shows in the U.S. anymore, which makes sense, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as well as what else? Oh, I guess the only other story we have is the Amanda Bynes stuff, right? Uh, yeah, this is weird. I didn't know she was under conservativeship. I did. Remember when she went all batty a while ago? No. There was like a video came out of her uh, a while ago, like which showed her be like being very, in, like, speaking incoherent sentences, she was, like, totally loopy. Whether it was drugs okay. or whether it was something else, nobody... I'd never heard exactly, but after that, um, they had put her in a conservatorship. Let's see. Uh, it says we... They were... She was granted temporary conservatorship in 2013 after the actor allegedly set a driveway on fire and was hospitalized for an involuntary psychiatric hold. Uh... They gained full conservatorship in 2014. Variety confirms that Bynes filed a petition to end her conservatorship on February 23rd. The actor also filed a capacity declaration on February 22nd, as California law requires. Okay. Uh, mm. A hearing is set on March 22nd. So we'll see what happens with this whole thing. Um... I mean, it, obviously, I think this is probably... She's realizing what's happening with Britney. Uh, but it, I don't know how similar yeah. exactly this is to the Britney situation. Um, we'll just have to see when the court stuff happens. I don't know. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC. Get the 30-day trial of Audible. Get a free book. And keep it even if you cancel it. You will not. I have over a thousand books on Audible. I shouldn't say that, but I do. Uh, some Eurovision news. Uh, guess what? Russia is also banned from the Eurovision. Uh, surprise, surprise. We have to say. Su surprise, surprise. Uh, but we have to say that we. I did put in, in the news earlier this week that the EBU said, no, no, we're not banning Russia. So they went back when everybody was like, no, if you don't do that, we will withdraw. <laughs> so. Right, the yeah. other countries did, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it would have been interesting to see them allow it, um, but I can see how the backlash would have been just way too oh, much. Dude. 
be way, way too much. Uh, okay, let's begin with the worst. Uh, where, where, <laughs> where should we go? Uh, Slovenia. Um, yeah, uh, this is LPS with Disco. Did you feel like this was in the 80s, or did you feel like this was in the 80s? Oh, did you get 80s vibes? I got, um, prom. Uh, high school prom. <laughs> yes. How old were these kids? That. They're like, <laughs> they look like high schoolers. I mean, they, definitely the guitar yes. player on the left-hand side in the back, or was it left-hand side, I think? Actually, both the guitar players look super young. Actually, all of them look really young. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, I mean, nothing... I mean, it's fine. It just really did feel like I was at a high school dance, and this was, like, the local uh, high school band that went up to do a few songs during the... during the... um, the end of the dance or whatever. Uh, Yeah, it didn't really feel... I don't know. uh, Not... It didn't... It's not that it didn't feel serious. It just didn't feel professional i guess i don't know what did, right did you does that make sense it's not, it's not offensively bad but it's just like there I, I i will say this 2022 is so far not a very good eurovision yeah i think i think there's been two good year, songs so far that i can think of yeah two or three well we have one that is amazing this week but we'll, we'll talk about that a little later but uh uh I I do I do like this though. Uh, it is a little like it is feeling, uh, but it it feels slightly outdated and yes, a little too too amateur like. So I give it a four. Okay. What about you? Oh, uh, yeah, I think a four is probably right. I mean, the singer yeah. is fine. It just. It feels, yeah. yeah, like you said, amateur. Uh, the second country we will go to before we end with the best one is Croatia. Uh, with uh, Mia oh, Diamikt, with Guilty Pleasure. Was this a Guilty Pleasure of yours? <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, I thought the song was fine. Uh... As far as I could tell, what do you think about the song? I think it was very like singer sing singer songwriting things, and I like singing girls. It it is very easy on the air, very like I yeah I really like this. It's it's cozy, but at the same time, it's pretty repetitive. It's not very uh, innovative in any way. It doesn't really no um what. It doesn't break any boundaries. This song is like pretty cookie cutter, like love song, female love yes. song. Yes. Uh, but then you got this guy in the background doing the dance, dancing, yes, break dancing. Break I want to say, but it's not really. What do they call it? Interpretive dance is what it is. Technically, and it doesn't really fit. It doesn't really fit the song. It really doesn't fit the song, and no. he, he's not like doing it to the Good. beat in any way. Like, right. the moves are being done com- <laughs> seemingly completely separate from the music itself. Like, he might, like, he does a stall or whatever, like, during, like, a, a, a loud beat or a, a loud um, 
moment in the song, but it doesn't like really correlate. And then there's other right. times it seems like he's just standing around in the background, not even doing anything. Right. Yes. But yeah, no, I think her voice is very good. I, she needs to ditch the dancer. I give this a five point five. Six? I don't... Does she need to dish the... She either needs to get rid of the dancer or add more dancers, possibly. Right. Don't you think that could also fix it, strangely enough? I don't know why, but it feels really yeah. awkward when it's just this one dude doing this weird interpretive dance like it's some type of mm -hmm. YouTuber apology from some girl who just got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, do you give this? Uh, I don't know. This is probably like a... See, I think the dancing is... I think people would really actually like this song if it wasn't for the dancing, so i got to give it like a... Uh, 4.5, I guess. But look, let's talk about Ukraine, because this song... I'm going to tell you something. I have had this on repeat at home. I fucking love this song. Why didn't they say send this the first time? Yeah, you gotta think there was some kind of, like, some kind of maybe rigging fuck? or something. Somebody paid off the judges, and that's how the other song won, because this song this and that song are, like, miles apart in quality <laughs> and entertainment value. Because this is the bomb. Kalush Orchestra with Stefania. It is, okay, I understand why this is the highest on the betting odds. I love this. Uh, yeah, and the crowd goes crazy, and there's the part where they have the little sing-along, like, repeating bit, where the crowd, oh, like, can... so good! The crowd joins in, and there's, like, crowd interaction, which is, you know, super important in, like, the oh, live... so smart! ...live Eurovision, because, like, that, uh, you know, then you get the, uh, camera panning over the crowd while everybody's, like, s singing along, and it makes people at home want to be part of it, mm -hmm. and then they were like, oh, that was so cool, I want to be part of that, and that makes them want to vote. It's like, yeah. Um, but I don't understand said, said, how that other yeah. song went on. It's just baffling to me. But if someone t told me, do you know what, Fro? What you're going to love in 2022 is Ukraine rap. <laughs> I'm not sure I would have believed them, because... <laughs> but this is so good! Can we talk about the elephant in the room, though? The, that little uh, picture of their mom? What do you that mean? all of a sudden comes up, uh, that lady. Oh, uh, I, I thought you were talking, like, on the stage they had a picture of their mom. No, they, they're just... no. They're doing it in, like, the Eurovision Song Contest uh, Ukrainian, what, competition. And so during right. it, just, they, during the song, they cut to their mother cause, as, like, a reaction shot. Right. Is that what you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And she has this fluffy uh, uh, <laughs> west on her. And she looks very Ukrainian. But, uh, yeah, no. This, I love. This is getting my 10 out of 10 look. I love this. Uh, yeah, I'd probably give it a nine. Uh, it's got everything to. It's got everything that it could oh, to uh, to win. It's got win. all the entertainment yeah. value and. Um, yeah, I my only thought is somebody was 
got paid off by the manager of that one girl, <laughs> or that girl is like a family member is in you know, the Eurovision connections. There were connections yeah, happened something. for these people yes. to not win originally. So, yeah, no, I'm 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 very very happy that they they will go on. Hey. Talking about uh, the people that uh, are in Ukraine, Sean Penn, you look, what is he doing in Ukraine? Uh, he's filming a documentary about the Russian invasion. Uh, he's on the ground in Ukraine filming the documentary uh, for Vice Studios. Oh, Vice Studios confirmed, sorry. The Oscar-winning actor appeared at a press meeting Thursday uh, in Kiev, listening to the government officials speak about the crisis. Um, what I heard, the last thing I heard is that he had to... He left the country uh, yep. a day or two By ago. Foot. Mm. By foot. Did he go into Poland? I think that's what I had read. Yes, by foot, look. Right, him and his crew all had to leave by foot. Yeah. Right? But there's a lot of people leaving yeah. by foot right now, so that, I mean, it's not really that surprising. Um, no, no. Yeah, but he, they said they're continuing the documentary still, even though they had to leave, so. I don't mm. know, are you interested in seeing that? I it's... Eh. It's really quick to just be like, like, oh, let's do a documentary. Or were they already there doing the documentary about Ukraine and this happened? Or like, you know what I mean? That's just crazy yeah. uh, fast turnaround to be like, oh, we're ready to make a documentary about this uh, war that just spontaneously happened this week. It's pretty wild. Yeah. You know, I I I find it uh, I find it very very surprising. Uh, oh, it is a Vice hello. Studios production. Okay, sorry. No, uh, that's okay. Uh, while I was I was, I was uh, browsing Variety because we have talked about this before. Marilyn Manson is suing Evan Rachel Wood over over defamation over sexual abuse. Okay. That is weird. Okay. Uh, we'll see what happens from it, I guess. Uh, yeah, because he's nothing really happened to him after that whole thing came out. No. Did it? So. Hmm. No, nothing did. Uh, <laughs> interesting. All right. Um, movie round. I saw a few movies. I saw Belfast. Mm -hmm. Um, this week. Uh, can we can we admit something to the audience maybe before we do the yeah go ahead move around we 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 thought the Oscars were this weekend didn't we uh yeah and even we have it written down here as this weekend mm -hmm. so how did we I don't know how we screwed that up did they move the Oscars or something <sighs> probably not it's probably us that screwed up saying February instead of March. Right, I was going to say, like, I swear we, um, because we wrote it down double and we both it. double-checked it, yeah. and so we both somehow <laughs> yeah, got it wrong? Yeah. Uh, wait a second. But yeah. I'm seeing from the rap, Oscars moves 2022 ceremony to March. Really? Uh, so it isn't us? I don't think it was us, Fro. Uh, 94 Academy Awards will take place on March 27, 2022. Announced Thursday, the date is almost a month earlier than this year's COVID Oscars delayed 20, 20, April 25th, but a month later than the the usual late February date the Academy has been using since 2004. Ah. A month later, the originally announced February 27th date for the show. Yeah, so 
Ah, we weren't wrong. So they, it wasn't us. They moved it, and we had we just never saw that they moved it. Ah. So we had written it down, and then we put and we put it on the run sheet. And people don't know, but we have like two or three months in advance of booking mm-hmm. that we do for the show. That way, we don't have to like think of stuff on the fly. <laughs> uh, and we had written it down a month or two ago, probably. And now, uh, probably, yeah. Okay, I thought we were total idiots. So yeah, me too. I'm happy about this. <laughs> this gives me more time to see more, sh- uh, uh, more of the movies, which you've seen all of them now, probably at this point, right? Yes. Because you were like yeah, rushing right. to get them all done, and now it's like yes. Uh, you've done the opposite of procrastination. You've rushed too fast. Right. Maybe, maybe you should have given yourself more time to enjoy them. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, because I still drive my car this week, and uh, just f- because of I, I was a hundred percent sure that uh, 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 it was this week, and I also saw West Side Story. And we did the predictions last week, so we don't really have to do those again. Uh, right. And I've got to remember where I'm gonna have to mark my sheet so that I can go back and find our predictions in a month. Um, <laughs> when, it, when it actually happens. <laughs> but you saw drive. You, I drive my car, and I saw Belfast. You saw Belfast last yeah. week, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw Belfast last week. Yeah. I thought it was good. I um, some of the transitions between the black and white and color in the beginning and end is a cool transition to like take you back in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the black and white looked kind of weird because it's clearly shot like in color, color, and yeah. then yeah. just in post made black and white, and so it looks very mm-hmm. strange. Um, it's not shot in black and white, which would make it look, I, uh, I, th- I think it looks too clean here. To it, it, yeah, it looks a little Schindler's List. No, well, no, because Schindler's List was probably actually shot in black and white. This is like, I don't know how to describe it. It feels well, a little like uncanny. It feels like... Mm. You're watching an old timey film, but it doesn't have the old timey film grain to it, and right. so it feels too clean. It feels too like, why is this mm. black and white old movie look so crisp? And you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what felt weird about it to me. Also, the sound design. There were some like straight up stock sounds, like stock uh, sound in there that yes. like I've heard a million times in like other movies and things like that. Uh, it threw me out of the threw me out of it. I thought the acting's great. The story is really fun. I mean, it's based off a true mm-hmm. story. Uh, I mean, based off a of true events, I should say. Um, but, like, something about the sound... The sound design was, like, almost overlooked for it being such a good... Like, everything else is so amazing, and then the sound design is kind of mm. subpar in my mind. Uh, but overall, I'll still give it a 7. Okay. Yeah, I still drive my car. That it was a boring mess. Uh, a lot of driving uh, and cars and cars. Driving. Wow! And uh, so not just a clever driving. title. It felt it felt uh, very artsy foxy. Uh, this felt like an Oscar Bate movie. Oh, okay. Uh, very much like, oh, you're supposed to cry here. This is so sad. And it's like, it takes, it takes like 20, 30 minutes before the movie really begins. 
And I, I don't really like that, because first and foremost, this movie is almost three hours long. Oh my goodness. And, yes. And, and when it takes like 30 minutes to start, really? Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, oh my god, I don't want to see anymore. So, yeah. Uh, boring shit movie. I didn't like it. I will give it a two. Alright, I saw No Exit on Hulu. Um, it's about a... a one, well, there's, there's a woman driving... Uh, and we find out that there's a blizzard. She gets caught, like... She's driving from one place to another. I don't even remember where she's going. In the, in I don't think it really matters. But uh, she gets trapped at like a ranger station. She's trying to go over a pass, a pass, and the it's totally snowed in. And so her and like five other people are stuck at this ranger station until the snow um, clears. But then she goes out to the parking lot to try to get cell phone reception, and she sees. A little girl tied up in the back of a van in the parking lot of this place, uh, and so right. she realizes somebody in this ranger station is a kidnapper, right? Um, and so, but she doesn't want to tip off the person that she knows, so it goes from there. Her trying to figure out who the who the bad guy is between of these like five or six people that are in stuck in this ranger station that none of them can leave because they're out in the middle of nowhere. So, um, so it's a who's done it? Who done it? Thriller, kind of horror, yeah. horror esque, but mostly thriller. Um, yeah, who done it? Uh, uh, yeah, overall, kind of mm, middle of the road. I, I, I probably give it like a six point five. Mm. Um, I think Fro, you'd have fun with it. I think the acting is kind of yeah. maybe the part that could use some work, but and. Clearly, it was done on a budget because they're like, "Let's write a film that is set in one like one setting, so we don't have to spend money on going anywhere but this one like building, right?" Um, mm. So it's not like they it's not a movie that they spent a whole lot of money uh, to make look amazing, but overall, I still had fun with it. Yeah, and I saw West Side Story. I saw it in two settings, uh, mostly because I've been sick and I wasn't really feeling that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not as a romantic uh, relationship with the 57 version. I like it. It is a very good musical. I I I don't think it's the best musical I have ever seen or anything. I I like it. Don't get me wrong. Uh so when I watched this I was like kind of not interested, but uh, I think it's a good adaptation. I it feels a little unnecessary. Uh I think Spielberg has some ways that he films that is very like Spielberg and you kind of see that this this was a passion project for him um I would give it probably a seven seven and a half yeah so maybe maybe seven yeah between seven and then a seven and a half nothing new nothing amazing but it's still okay okay uh, yeah. the last movie I saw was Restless. We saw this together. Um, mm-hmm. 
It made me restless. <laughs> it was okay, very let's, let's bland, let's but also about, yeah confusing. Good. Yeah, and also not bad. Well, the action scenes so, were fun. Yeah. Yes. But why was it named Restless Look? I have no idea. No. Me Other than, than maybe we maybe there was something lost in translation as far as that we were watching it with the English uh, dub, and so maybe something. Mm. That's my only thought is something got lost in translation uh, with the title um, because you would think okay, it's called Restless because like somebody in it doesn't sleep or something like that, but like that's never really. Right. If it is addressed, it's not. It's lost to us. But um, mm. it's about a a cop who we don't really know is a cop at the beginning, but we find out later he's like a cop who's involved in money, some kind of money racket. Uh, his boss and him are doing right, uh, and he gets in a or he hits somebody uh, out in the middle of nowhere, and he hides the body. Uh, mm-hmm. And the whole thing is him trying to not get caught for hitting this person uh, and trying to hide it. Right. Um, And it's very funny. Yeah, we were not expecting it to be a comedy, right? No. It is extremely funny, and it has some of the most, like, funny scenes I've seen in in some movies like this. That was so... Extremely funny, like him hiding the body uh, attached to a toy in the beginning in the vent is one of the <laughs> so 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 funny. Uh, yeah, I, it, I'm looking at the IMDb. It doesn't say anything about it being a comedy, but it was funny. So I don't know if it was not if it was funny on purpose, but in inevitably it was a it was funny to us. So I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I mean, it was fine, but it, it's nothing to write home about, and the storyline's a little bit, uh, weird. There's some goof-ups in, uh, in the storyline, I think, so overall I give it, like, a... I'll put it right in the middle, I'll give it a five. Yeah, I think it's a little better than five. I, I can't remember the last time I laughed that much. Uh, we have some breaking news, look, believe it or not. Uh, judge rules that Kim Kardashian is now legally single. Okay. <laughs> um, isn't she dating... Good for her. What's his name, though? Oh, from, 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 uh, uh she, she, she got She's dating divorce. SNL. Yeah, she got her divorce from Kanye West. Sure. Okay. Um... Yeah, good for her. Great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should send her to Ukraine. She could uh, garter some uh, peace deals. That uh, would be funny. There was that whole thing. I guess somebody had posted something about. Steven Seagal going to the front lines yeah. for Russia, and yes. Joe Rogan yes. like reposted it and then deleted it or something. Um, yes. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Do you know what else is uh, pretty funny I've heard of? Uh, Studio 66. Boom! 
fighters. You gotta get me a record. It's our 10th album. We gotta break the mold on this one. Let's go somewhere we've never been. So the Foo Fighters are playing the Foo Fighters. Yeah, movie. I love the cons. I love the concept of the Foo Fighters being in the movie about ghosts. Do you? I don't know. This looks really cheesy and also similar to something I've seen in the past that I can't put my finger on. Scooby Doo. I apologize in advance for all the rock we're about to make. Got a couple of ideas I've been working on. Okay, they're not good actors. No, and this isn't filmed really badly. It's called Everlong, and you wrote it about 20 years ago. How are you feeling? Everything okay? Everything you'd like. Uh, her stand-up is okay, but I, I don't think she's a great actress. What's her name? Uh, uh, I don't remember her name, but... Oh! Yeah. That's kind of cool. The special effects look kind of good. The acting is really bad, though, you're right. Look, look that yeah. totally looked like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. Like the live-action Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo-Doo, where are you? Any chefs in the grill? I'm pretty handy on the grill. Yeah, you like your meat charred and dry. Oh my god, this joke, sir. He does make a killer barbecue. Yeah, this, I mean, even the trailer looks bad. Yeah. I guess the other thing is like this is it's Foo Fighters, not I mean they're a popular band for sure, but they're not like a yeah. current you know brand new band that everybody's like, oh I really got to see the new whatever movie you know what I mean? It just feels uh, yeah outdated. But uh, look, what is this Oscar nominated movie all about? Members of the rock band Foo Fighters move into a mansion to record their 10th album. Once in the house, singer Dave Grohl finds himself grappling with supernatural forces that threaten both the completion of the album and the band members' lives. Um, 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, 49% on Metacritic, 87% of Google users liked it. Actually not as bad as I thought it'd be. Chris says uh, one star. I guess when you're David Groth, you can do whatever you want. This was terrible. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, another one star that I found uh, was Angela. Left 30 minutes before the ending. It was horrible. I'll just keep enjoying their music. Uh, Jay Ward on Facebook said, uh, I laughed. I cried. It was, it was better than Cats. That's what it says. Um, <laughs> this is the twice in a row we have had a cat reference. It was last week as well. Was it? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think he's kind of in... in the, I think that was a middle-of-the-road one, probably. Here's a recommend. Uh, such a great mov movie from Valerie Lynn. True comedic horror, especially lots of adult humor. And, of course, the Foo Fighters. Make sure you look for a fun little Easter egg in the film... Can't wait to purchase one 
for uh for at home. Okay. Uh but David Sherman doesn't recommend this as the movie is arguably one of the worst movies I've seen in my entire life. I have trouble believing Ooh. the band actually made this and didn't watch it after it was made and decide <laughs> to just burn the film entirely. It wasn't scary. It wasn't really funny. It was just bad. It seems like a joke of a movie. Uh, it seems like the joke of the movie was that nobody in it actually was actually acting. Even the scenes were not choreographed well or... They only did one take, and nobody bothered to splice it together uh, to create any type of feeling of what was going on in the film. Okay, so uh, that's kind of I got that too. Like the seemed totally yeah. random and like mm, just like made homemade movie kind of feeling to it, right? Mm. It's got an eighty-one percent audience score, though. Yeah. By the way, that that is high. Yeah, that is very very high. Hmm. Also coming out this week, uh, has have haven't they made this movie six thousand times? Uh, yes. Cyrano. <laughs> yes. Why why do we need another version of this? Uh, like, does anybody remember Roxanne with Steve Martin? That was a terrible version of this movie. Yeah. Um, there was a one with the French guy too that actually has a fairly yes. big nose. Uh, was his yes. name? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, that guy, uh, fat uh, French guy. Yeah. Uh, Serrano, the there is that dazzles everyone with his uh, furious wordplay and brilliant swordplay. However, he convinced his appearance renders him unworthy of that flexion of the. Lumius Roxanne, a devoted friend who's in love with someone else. Directed by Joe Wright. It has a lot of good actors in it, though. Ben Mendelsohn, I really love. Uh, and, uh, of course, Peter Denklich, Haley Bennett. Uh, this has a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, whooping 86% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. That seems a little high. Uh, 69% nice uh, on Metacritic and 85% of Google users like this movie. Butter's Final Meal, uh, struggling with self-esteem oh, no. and family issues. Did... <laughs> Look, did I kill Butters from South Park? Uh, well, it is Butters with a, with a uh, what do you call it? A comma over the in between the R oh. and the S, right? So it's but close. Struggling oh. so with self-esteem uh, and family issues, a high school student befriends the pretty girl at school via social media. Facing constant bullying, his popularity soon grows when he devises a crazy plan that gains the attention of the in crowd. I mean, that's a pretty generic description. Five point six out of ten on IMDb. Fifty-two percent of Google users liked it, so probably not great. It's got Mira Sorvino in it. Uh, that's probably mm. the most famous person. Well, do you want to see The Desperate Hour? Because I have downloaded that. Uh, a mother mourning the loss of her husband lives with her teenage son in a small town. As she's on a drug in the woods, she finds her town thrown into chaos as shooting takes place at her son's school. Uh, with Naomi Watts in the lead. I like Naomi Watts, but uh, this has atrocious scores. Uh, 
8.4 out of t uh, 10 on IMDb, 27 on Rotten Tomatoes, 35 on Metacritic, and 48% of Google users like this movie. Uh, Moon Manor, with his all Alzheimer's becoming worse, Jimmy has Jimmy has only a day to live. Uh, he decides to die like he lived with intention, humor, and zest, and show his funeral guests that the art of living may actually be the art of dying. Uh, it's a comedy. It's definitely a dark comedy. Hmm. Um, it says, uh, it's got Ricky Lake in it? <laughs> okay. And Deborah, wow. Deborah Wilson, also from, like, Mad TV from back in the day. Uh, 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 6.3 out of 5 on Letterboxd. So. Uh, documentary next called Let Me Be. Let Me Be Me. Let Me Me Be Me Me. Me Me Be Me. Uh, the Wishful family learns that the six year old son Kyle is on the autism spectrum, fearing that they may never develop a real connection with him. They embark on a radical journey, which they comparatively join Kyle in his unique behavior. Uh, I'm going to guess that is their son. Uh, 20 years later, the entire family looks back on his path from social isolation to professional clothing designer. Okay. All right. Uh, this no score. Uh, and then... This other movie is saying that it's not coming out till March. It, it got bumped, so we're not going to cover this other one, this last movie. So, which one do you want to watch? Cyrano, and that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> I have to pick? Uh, yeah, you do. Uh, Studio 66, I guess. Six. Uh, yeah, um... Jeez, I mean, I guess Moon Manor sounded kind of funny, so maybe that. Yeah, maybe. Didn't really... Not a good week for movies. The last few weeks haven't been great, to be honest. Yeah. No. Well, next week we'll uh, take a little turn on that, because the Batman is coming out this week. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully it actually comes out and doesn't get bumped or something, but... Uh, we'll do another digital review of that next week. We'll also do news of the week, mm -hmm. TV and movies of the week. Eurovision. Any ideas what's mm -hmm. going on with Eurovision? Sweden. Okay. Uh, How I Met Your Father, episode 8. Uh, and and we'll, um, we're going to do a new show pretty soon because we've only got three episodes left. So we'll figure out something soon. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeremy Round. Anything? Well, I think the first thing to start, start with is that incredibly cringe uh, poem from Twitter from that lady. Have you seen that? Oh, yes. Yes, please. Tell everyone. Uh, some... she. Everybody keeps saying she's an actress, but I've never seen her in anything, so she's not like a famous actress uh, or anything. Right. But this I actress never heard of her. did this poem uh, saying... What is it called? If I was Putin's mother or something? Because she kept right, being yes. like, if I was Putin's mother, uh, basically suggesting that if she raised Vladimir Putin, we wouldn't be at war, right? Which is, I mean, yes. it was hard to watch. It's so cringy. I was like, even with people doing commentary on videos I watched of it, I still like had a hard time watching it. It's so cringy. 
It is one of the most cringy things I have ever seen in my, in my entire life. And it takes it takes me pretty, yeah. I'm I'm hard to cringe. It's just I don't even. Is it the entitlement that's the cringiest part, or is it like just <laughs> yes. that it's spoken word poetry to begin with? Like that. I mean, certain. A little of both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm just looking at her when she's doing it, and I'm going. I, the th first thing that came to my head is like, man, her hair, she must have spent a lot of time doing her hair like that to make it look like all mm -hmm. uh, just the way it, it was styled. I was like thinking about her in the like bathroom before setting up to do this poem on on the video being like, well, I got to do my hair and get my makeup right. And like. At no point during that process was she like, is this a good idea? That's like what I kept thinking when I was watching it. But was it as cringe as the thing Putin had a change with his chief spy officer? Did you see that? I don't think so. Maybe I did. Oh, was this guy that that really didn't want to like tell Putin what's, what was up and down? In, in Ukraine. Okay. It is one of the most cringy things I've ever seen in my entire life. Maybe I saw it and I don't I don't really know what you're talking about, so... Uh, uh, yeah. Did you see the Pat Robertson thing? No. I, like, that guy's still alive, apparently. And, like, he hasn't been on TV in years, but they brought him back to whatever the Pat Robertson show. You know, like, 700 Club mm -hmm. or whatever he's on. And he said that Putin... The reason he's invading Ukraine is so that then he can go into Turkey, and then his Putin's whole plan, according to Pat Robertson, is that he wants to uh, overtake Israel to bring in the end times because you know Pat Robertson. <laughs> so the whole this whole thing, the whole purpose is actually Putin wants to t wants to uh, invade Israel, and that. Ukraine is just on the way there, according to this. <laughs> according to <Sorry>. him, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that is very, very, very funny. Yeah, uh, yeah it's no. kind of scary at the same time. But I read an article. Pat Robertson is one of the, you know evangelical mm. uh, end time. He's like prof he's profited the end times like five or six times since at the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I've I've seen a lot of of Russian things and Ukraine stuff on 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 YouTube. That's kind of like what I've been busy with. No joke. I mean, when you watch or when you go on like the any news aggregator I was on, like every news article from every outlet is just all about Russia, yeah. Ukraine, and then any mm -hmm. like news commentary on YouTube, or even, like, not news commentary, just, like, podcasts or stuff, like, comedy podcast. that's what everybody's talking about, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, kind of can't get you away know, from it at, right now. When Russell, yeah, when Russell Brand talks about it, you know, it's a hot topic. I mean, I, I would I would always expect Russell Brand to talk <laughs> about it. I don't know, I've seen a couple of his videos lately, he's not as... He's not as bad now that he's not talking about the COVID stuff anymore. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, 
I don't have anything else I want to talk about. I want to go to back. I want to go to sleep. To be honest. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Did you know that pillow fighting championships were is a, is a thing that exists? Uh. Yes. I think. I think we. Oh no! That was tickling. Oh yeah. No, I didn't. Uh. I'll just post the uh. There's a. PFC is like the acronym for Pillow Fighting oh. Championships. They have a YouTube PFC. channel that's like up to date. The last thing they up they loaded up was seven days ago. Um, oh, good. Is this an intergender as well? It is. In, well, some of the fights are. Uh, yeah, actually, from eleven days ago, wildest pillow fighting ch uh, moments. Maybe we just watch like a minute of that, and then we can go. <laughs> That's like a good idea. Okay. Uh, let me know when you're ready. Wildest pillow fighting moments from the PFC 11 days ago. Okay, I'm ready. Alright. In, In three, three... Go ahead. Yeah, three, two, one, go. I haven't watched any Ooh. of this. Oh my god. But this isn't like pro wrestling. This They actually... They actually have rules and stuff, as far as I know. Of course, the girl has a pink. Well, one of the the one has a blue pillow, and also the pillows like they're not like the pillowcases look like they're made out of like uh, canvas, not. Right. <laughs> how do you get? Wow. How do you end up doing this as like a as a sport? You know what I mean? How? Who <laughs> were they like? I was wanted to be in UFC, couldn't quite make it. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? He did a little Anthony Pettis jumping off. Oh my God! He did like a, a rolling cartwheel. flip cartwheel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you you showed me this. I'm I'm going to watch this now. <laughs> oh, okay, we could quit there. Oh. I just oh was like, gosh. that's a thing? I did not realize that that was a thing until this week, so. The funny thing is that they are sponsored by fa uh, Fight and things like that as well. Oh, yeah, they're on Fight TV. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they they do the slap championships that uh, Critical always does videos on. Also. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that that's, that's, I understand. I understand that. Holy moly. They can hit. Uh, yeah, some, well, sometimes it's really goofy, but, like, uh, I guess pillow, pillow fighting, though, you gotta think this started out yeah. in, like, a strip club or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like jello fighting. Right, yeah, that's kind of, like, when you think of, like, bad 80s movies where, like, you, yes. the nerd kids would go, to like, to the... Uh, female wrestling. dorm or something and they'd all be pillow fighting yeah that's what you yeah but that looked more i don't know some of those people look like they were taking it very seriously <laughs> maybe we will have a podcast only about this oh what does your day. significant other do for a living oh they're pillow fighter <laughs> a what <laughs> they're professional pillow fighter <laughs> The next sentence you say that is like, I don't think you and me can be friends anymore. Right, yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, uh, everybody keep uh, a little thought for Ukraine. 
Uh, let's hope they win Eurovision. I think they will. And there's a chance, yeah, for sure. Yeah. With this song. Maybe not the other song that they originally had, but yeah. I, yeah. Oh my god, I have the best conspiracy in the world. Maybe that is how the war, why the war, uh, war was started. So you can could send a new Send song a new song, and that's why... Mm. Because she got kicked out for being in Crimea or whatever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Aha, uh-huh. there we have it. Conspiracy. Uh, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.